June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat, like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a historic day here in Washington. Donald Trump returns to D.C. to the courthouse in the shadows of Capitol Hill, pleading not guilty to federal charges of conspiracy and obstruction. Here are tonight's headlines. Heavy security as the former president makes his first court appearance for allegedly leading a criminal scheme to overturn the 2020 election. It's all converging back where it started on that fateful day. What happened during the 27-minute arraignment? New details from inside. Breaking news. Two U.S. Navy sailors charged with sharing America's secrets with the Chinese. What we're learning about the military intelligence they may have given. This conduct is personal for San Diego, and we will not stand for it. Officials in Mexico say they have discovered two bodies near the floating barrier of buoys installed in the Rio Grande. The constitutional right of the state of Texas to secure our border supersedes any statute. Terrifying moments for flyers. A tire bursts on landing. And on a different flight, a passenger allegedly attacks a flight attendant. The new details. Tonight's Eye on America, the growing outrage as Saudi-owned alfalfa farms drain Arizona's water supply. We cannot afford to give our water away, frankly, to anyone. Enjoy. Cincinnati Bengals punter Drew Chrisman makes his living with his legs and found an unexpected way to keep them in shape. There you go. DoorDash food deliveries. There is a little bit of a need on the street that you can see. So he started using his DoorDash earnings to deliver generosity. I like football, but I love helping people. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Thursday night. We begin tonight with this extraordinary moment in our nation's history. For the first time in our country's 247 years, a former president of the United States has been arraigned on criminal charges, 
of trying to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. CBS News was inside the courtroom for the entire hearing, which lasted less than 30 minutes. The former president in a blue suit and a red tie appeared calm as he said aloud, not guilty. Also in court today, six D.C. federal judges sitting in the back row, including one who said those who egged on the January 6 rioters, quote, stoked the flames of fear. The four-count indictment details Donald Trump's alleged criminal plot to hold on to power and overturn the 2020 presidential election. Security was tight around the courthouse in D.C., just blocks from the U.S. Capitol. There's a lot to get to tonight, and CBS's Robert Costa is here to start us off. Good evening, Robert. Good evening to you, Nora. It was something Americans have never seen before. A former president accused of trying to defraud the nation he once led and arriving back in Washington to a crowd gathered not at the White House, but at a federal courthouse. Former President Donald Trump took on his critics after he left his arraignment in Washington. This is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. He traveled to the federal courthouse under heavy security, escorted by his Secret Service detail. Throngs of protesters and fans gathered outside. Once inside, he was processed, but no mugshot was taken. Inside, Trump was fingerprinted. In the courtroom, he raised his right hand to be sworn in. He stated his name and gave his age as 7777. He pleaded not guilty to four charges brought in a grand jury investigation being led by special counsel Jack Smith, who was also in the courtroom. Three counts of conspiracy, one for obstruction, for allegedly leading a criminal conspiracy to try to overthrow the 2020 presidential election. The judge told Trump the obstruction charge alone carries a maximum of 20 years in prison. Former Trump attorney Tim Parlatori says prosecutors have an uphill climb, proving Trump knew he lost. Did he know at the time that the claims of fraud were false? Did he know at the time that he'd actually lost the election? The indictment says Trump deliberately disregarded the truth, a view shared by former Attorney General William Barr. I have come to believe that he uh, knew well that he had lost the election. Sources say Trump's lawyers plan to argue that Trump's false claims about the election were not criminal and that his efforts were driven by the advice of outside attorneys like Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and John Eastman, among others. CBS News has learned that they are likely some of the six alleged co-conspirators cited in the indictment. The judge scheduled the next hearing for August 28th. The special counsel has called for a speedy trial, but sources close to Trump's legal team say they will push for a delay, arguing they need time to navigate the many fake cases facing Trump. Robert Costa, thank you. John Dickerson is also with us here. All right, John, this is the third criminal indictment this year, but it does include some of the most serious charges so far. How will this look in the history books? I think historians will go all the way back to the beginning. 236 years ago, at this moment in Philadelphia, they were designing the presidency and the Constitution. The founders had two fears, a president who would put personal ambition over the obligations of the job and a public that would resort to political violence. Both of those questions are at the center of what President Trump is facing in this case. And the test for history going forward is whether that system the founders created can handle this stress test. Part of his legal strategy is also a political strategy, which is to try and get reelected and become president again. And the between the indictment and the January 6th 
a report from the House, plus what President Trump has said about these events. We've never had a more detailed look at how a candidate would act in office. And a lot of this detail comes from people under oath. So voters who want to know whether this candidate will preserve, protect and defend can look at the details here and find out, does he use his power wisely? Does he listen to aides when they give him advice? Does he act on impulse or by the obligations of the job? They all have it all there to read to make their determination about whether he can handle four more years. Always brilliant analysis, John Dickerson and great reporting. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Let's turn now to some breaking news. Federal prosecutors today charged two active duty Navy sailors with selling sensitive national defense information to China. CBS's Mark Strassman reports some of the information includes details about a large scale military exercise and Navy warships. Cash over country. We sometimes discover that threats to our national security come from inside our most esteemed institutions. For almost two years, today's indictment charges 26-year-old Petty Officer Wen Hengzhou betrayed his country, selling military secrets to the Chinese government. Mr. Zhao chose a path of corruption, and in doing so, he sold out his colleagues at the U.S. Navy. Among the secrets Zhao allegedly sold, details about his post at the naval base in Ventura County plans for this large-scale military exercise in the Indo-Pacific region earlier this year, and blueprints for a radar system on a U.S. base in Okinawa. Zhao's contact, a Chinese intelligence officer. In return, Zhao allegedly took nearly $15,000 in bribes. The scheme alleged here is just one more example of the People Republic of China's ongoing and brazen campaign to target U.S. officials with access to sensitive military secrets. Arrested separately on espionage charges, Jin Xiao Wei, a 22-year-old machinist mate aboard the USS Essex. Wei allegedly sold the Chinese naval defense information and dozens of technical and mechanical military manuals, all while he was applying to become a U.S. citizen. The officer even congratulated him when he became a U.S. citizen. Both sailors had first appearances today. Zhao here at the federal courthouse in Los Angeles in full uniform with shackles on his combat boots. He pleaded not guilty, but if convicted of bribery, faces up to 20 years. Wei, if convicted of espionage, could get life. Nora? Very serious charges. Mark Strassman, thank you. A rare federal death sentence was handed down today to the white nationalist gunman behind the deadliest attack on Jewish people in U.S. history. Robert Bowers made anti-Semitic rants online before killing 11 worshipers at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Seven other people were wounded in the 2018 attack. Now to a tragedy on the southern border. Mexican authorities have recovered the bodies of two possible drowning victims in the Rio Grande. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports one of the bodies was found near a floating barrier that was recently installed by the Texas government to deter migrants. The two bodies were discovered in this remote stretch of the Rio Grande. The first migrant from Honduras was found by Texas troopers tangled on the controversial floating barrier buoys. Later, Mexican authorities found another body three miles upstream. Officials are investigating what led to their deaths. Univision spoke to his emotional mother, who says he was her oldest son. Before he left, she told reporters he gave her one last hug and said 
We can't keep starving here. I have to go. Mexican officials blame the drownings on the barriers. A spokesperson for Texas Governor Greg Abbott disagrees, saying the Mexican government is flat out wrong. To be clear, preliminary information points to the drowning occurring before the body was even near the barriers. The deaths come less than three weeks after the 1,000-foot barrier was placed in the water to deter illegal crossings, a part of Governor Greg Abbott's $5 billion border security plan, Operation Lone Star. Too deep. Oh, yeah. They have a child. No pueden to... Uh, Jesus. Magali Urbina's farm bumps up to the Rio Grande and the buoys. No los exponga los niños. Where we saw state troopers rescue a small migrant group with children baking in the Texas sun. Urbina says the buoys haven't stopped migrants from crossing the river. They don't change anything. It, it doesn't deter, it doesn't stop, it doesn't do anything. The DOJ has sued the state of Texas, saying that the barriers are not safe, they're unlawful, and they want them removed. But Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the state has a right to defend its borders. Both sides are waiting on the court's decision. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thank you. We want to turn now to some terrifying incidents on board several planes. On Wednesday, Delta crew members and passengers helped subdue a man following a violent attack on a flight attendant in New Orleans. In a separate incident, one person was injured when a tire was blown out during a hard landing in Atlanta. And CBS's Chris Van Cleve has new details about a near collision at Boston's Logan Airport. Tonight, a dramatic new picture of a close call on a Boston runway taken from a JetBlue cockpit shows a business jet taking off without permission in February, forcing the airliner to take evasive action to avoid a catastrophic collision. Also tonight, the FAA is investigating what caused a fiery tire blowout as Delta Flight 1437 landed in Atlanta yesterday. It sounds like we blew a tire for 1437, is that correct? Yes, sir. We did see uh, smoke and fire coming off of uh, one of your tires. Uh, your number one main gear is on fire. The 190 passengers on board the Boeing 757 used emergency slides as fire crews responded. At least one passenger was injured. Anytime you have fire on an airplane, it's not a good situation at all. And and so evacuating uh, sounds to me like it's probably the best option. Just hours earlier at the New Orleans airport. Looks like we have a passenger that's uh, gone ahead and gotten up. Can we go ahead and sit right here? Sheriff's deputies say 39-year-old Nelson Montgomery allegedly stabbed himself before grabbing a flight attendant moments after Delta Flight 2432 landed from Atlanta. That's him on the stretcher. Passengers jumped in to restrain the man. That flight attendant weighed maybe 110 pounds. If we hadn't been there to restrain him, she would have been out of luck. Raquel Davis was on board. The people that subdued the man, I'm thankful for them that they took the time to put their lives at risk. The flight attendant was treated for minor injuries in Montgomery, arrested. While the number of disruptive passengers has come down considerably from its record high in 2021, so far this year, the FAA has received nearly 1,200 reports, and that's despite stepped-up penalties. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. A powerful explosion destroyed a home in New Jersey today, including a woman and a child. Four other people are unaccounted for. It happened in the town of Buena, that is about 30 miles northwest of Atlantic City. Police say this is being treated as a criminal investigation until the cause of the blast is determined. With the Southwest in the middle of a decades-long mega drought, states are facing the biggest water crisis in generations. Well, in tonight's Eye on America, we head back to Arizona, where earlier this year, 
we reported on foreign-owned farms that are draining the state's water supply. CBS's Ben Tracy reports officials are now working to cancel those controversial leases. This was your well. This was my well. And now you got nothing. Nothing but dust. Arizona cattle rancher Brad Mead says his well went dry. You can toss a rock in it. It's, it's, it's gone. Because of his neighbor's farm down the road. It's run by Fondamonte, owned by one of the largest dairy companies in Saudi Arabia. It grows alfalfa here to feed cattle back in the Middle East. It's illegal to grow it in Saudi Arabia because it uses so much water. So when you look out there and you see all that green, what do you think? I see uh, money leaving America. I see water getting depleted. It's pure insanity. Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays, a Democrat, says Fondamonte bought vast tracts of land in western Arizona where there are no regulations on how much water can be pumped out of the ground. So the state doesn't monitor it. Fondamonte also leases thousands of acres from the state itself. Deals approved by state officials no longer in office. Fondamonte pays nothing for the water itself. We cannot afford to give our water away, frankly, to anyone, let alone the Saudis, for free. As we talked, we saw a series of trucks hauling dried alfalfa off of one of the state-owned properties. So cows in Saudi Arabia are essentially drinking Arizona water. Correct. The scale of the problem is obvious from above. I mean, that is a lot of green down there. Using millions upon millions of gallons of uh, precious groundwater. Mays says Arizona's cities, including Phoenix, will need that water as they face potentially drastic cuts from the drought-ravaged Colorado River. Fondamonte declined our request for an interview. What it's doing is not illegal. But since our story first aired, the state revoked approval for two additional Fondamonte wells and is considering canceling some of its leases on state-owned land when they expire next year. It is a scandal that the state of Arizona allowed this to happen. It shouldn't be happening and it needs to come to an end. For Eye on America, Ben Tracy, Vicksburg, Arizona. The bizarre new alibi for the man accused of brutally stabbing four University of Idaho students. The details are next. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe 
how many I had, and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. A lawyer for quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberger is giving an alibi, saying he was out driving alone late at night when four University of Idaho students were killed last November. The claim comes in a new court filing where Koberger was asked to submit an alibi. Koberger's lawyer says he can't point to any witness to corroborate where he was. Some birth control pills are being recalled because they may not work. What you should know next. We have an important recall to tell you about concerning the birth control pill Tidemi. Two batches of the drug are being recalled because tests showed they may not work. The pills distributed from June of last year through May of this year have decreased levels of one ingredient and high levels of a known impurity. Women are advised to keep taking Tidemi and immediately contact their doctor. The FDA says it has not received any health complaints about these pills. An NFL punter is getting a kick out of helping local businesses thanks to his part-time job. That story's next. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high-quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Finally tonight, NFL punters need to deliver when the game is on the line. And CBS's Adriana Diaz found one player delivering a powerful kick of generosity. Cincinnati Bengals punter Drew Chrisman makes his living with his legs and found an unexpected way to keep them in shape. Hi, this is DoorDash. Doing DoorDash food deliveries on his bike. Having a motivation to get an order on time, I think that was going to motivate me to get a little bit better workout. Do you ever get recognized? At first, no. I'm pretty sure a Bengals player is the last person you expect to show up with your DoorDash (laughs) order. But along with the exercise, he got an education. Bag of chips or water? There is a little bit of a need on the street that you can see. You know, it kind of tugged at me. So he started using his DoorDash earnings to deliver generosity. God bless you guys. Seeing that smile, seeing 
you know, their face light up. No one's ever regretted, you know, making someone else's day. How are we doing? You hungry, sir? He posts it all on social media, hoping to spread kindness and the word about local businesses like Tracy and Pete Iani's Your Mom's Pizzeria, which supplied pizza he gave away. He is just a down-home good human that loves his community and gives back to his community. I thought being a Cincinnati Bengals was, was going to fulfill everything in my life. But part of me missed that little bit of that charitable side. I like football, but I, I love giving back. I love helping people. Proving it's not the gift. Enjoy, guys. But the giving. That really pays off. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Cincinnati. A touchdown for generosity. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.